Hi, and thank you everyone for listening to this new podcast, which is part of a series of podcasts that are connected to the work of the CUSP Network Plus project. And CUSP stands for Culture for Sustainable and Inclusive Peace, and it brings together academic and non-academic partners, which are in different parts of the world, to discuss ways in which gender-based conflict can be transformed through artistic and cultural practices. And today with us we have Ignite Theatre, who are the UK non-academic partner in the CUSP network. And we have here today Eileen, who is the founder of Night Theatre, together with Lucy, Maya and Jada. And welcome to all of you and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for inviting us. I'll kick off as I'm the oldest member and Ignite Theatre started in 2010, but the the roots of it really start way back in 2005 when I was working as a writer in residence for Glasgow City Council. And I met a group of young people at at a, a meeting, a public meeting about asylum seekers and their rights. And I met their teacher there and I was saying these young people look like they are kind of the parents to their parents because these teenagers were getting up and being translators for their mums and dads who'd recently arrived in the UK. They were in school, but their parents were at home. And the teacher was saying to me, there's just nothing for them. They've got so much responsibility, but there's no outlet for them. And their parents are afraid really to let them out in Glasgow in the evenings for their own safety. So we started six drama workshops And out of that came Ignite Theatre. The group of young people were from Rwanda, Somalia, Zimbabwe. And as soon as they got together, they wanted to make a play which had a conversation with the community about how they were being treated and how they were being perceived. And that first play was called The Circle of the Asylum Seeker. And it was a really funny play, but very poignant, very moving, only 25 minutes long. We took that into schools and it started having a a dialogue and a conversation about the racism that they were experiencing in the community and how people should have a different understanding than what they read in the tabloid press about what an asylum seeker was. So from those roots, there's now a thriving theatre company, which is very diverse, bringing together young people from across Glasgow, across different age groups and and Ignite still tackles and still devises plays that deals with social issues that the young people themselves feel really strongly about. Thank you, um, Eileen. Can I ask, what, what is the age range of the young people that come to Ignite? Our main age range is to provide free classes for those between the ages of 4 and 25 in the creative arts, not just drama, but also screenwriting, visual art, dance. We've diversified a lot since our early days and anything that encourages the creative potential of the young person, not to build them as a stage performer, but to build who they are as an individual, to allow them to find their voice and their signature in the world. The main thing we do at Ignite is celebrate difference. The diversity within the group is enormous and each person brings something special to it and we really celebrate that. Thank you, Aline.
My name's Lucy. I joined Ignite in January as their outreach officer. So engaging with the community and trying to engage with young people and open up opportunities for young people to, to get involved. What really excited me about joining is that I could just see what wonderful work was going on and really aligned with everything I believe the arts can be and should be and that young people deserve and should have access to. Lovely, thank you. Hiya, I'm Maya. I have been with Ignite seven years, maybe more. I mean, who's counting? And uh, <laughs> I'm part of the senior group and Ignite is fantastic. Thank you, Maya. Jada, do you want to tell us something about yourself? Hi, I'm Jada. I started with Ignite when I was 17, so I've been there for almost four years now. I'm a senior member of Ignite. And um, but recently I've been started working as an arts administrator in training. Within that, I managed to get my fear in meeting as a young person. So it's really built up my skill set and helped me help with my confidence as well. That's great. Thank you very much. So, what are, in your opinion and in your experience, the most important or pressing topics for young people in Scotland in relation to conflict and with a gender dimension. I'm on social media quite a lot, such as like TikTok and Instagram, and a big issue amongst gender, the differences between how men and women are treated as kids coming up. I think a lot of girls are just starting to like stand up for themselves and just realise like enough is enough now and how women should be getting treated better and how men should be more educated to how they treat women and realise that we're just as capable of doing things and being ourselves is just as men are treated. Thank you. Maya, do you want to add anything? About the whole concept of treating girls and boys differently. And also the fact that it is very rare that youth are on the table, like where the decisions are made. It's very rare to see young people a part of the process, which is it defeats the purpose of trying to make regulations or put in place new things that would improve the youth's lives. If the youth who are going to be burdened with all this responsibility are not part of the decision making. And that slightly brings me to how different Ignite is because then part of the table is the youth. Nothing happens without the youth being involved in it. So I feel like Scotland as a whole needs to be taking lessons from Ignite. Having the youth at the table improves things in general because if we are letting big people, specifically white men, doing the decision-making, it does not involve everyone else. But if the youth, which is currently diverse in Scotland, is part of the decision making that puts everyone accountable, the decision will be made at a diverse level, not just a focal point. You have a great point. And because we are now in, in election time in Scotland, so maybe there is someone out there that should listen to you. <laughs> Lucy or Eileen, do you want to add anything to this? I think the way that really ever since COVID began, we've just seen press conference after press conference of white men at podiums in London, men of a certain age telling mm. us what we can and can't do. And I thought when it was interesting when I saw the photo, a photograph of people that had developed the vaccines, they were all women and one was a woman of colour. And I'm thinking, you don't see 
those people being asked their opinions or interviewed in TV, they're away at the back coming up with the solutions. I just wish that COVID had been approached in a very different way because I, f- I feel women have been excluded a lot from the process of how are we going to handle the pandemic. And I think young people are being excluded now mm-hmm. because soon we'll have this position where people over the age of 50 will have largely been vaccinated, people with health conditions, and younger people will then be seen as uh, super spreaders, and yet they don't have access to vaccine. So it's a division that we've created in our society. That's a point I'd actually not considered, Marilyn. Thank you for that. Going back to the conversation we were having around issues of conflict, What do you think is the role of the arts, in particular theatre, in relation to getting these things out in the air, getting these conflicts out in the air so that they can actually be transformed, not just so that we are aware of them, but perhaps also doing an extra uh, dimension, and that is how do we change things? Do you think that there is a role that theatre and the arts play in this? I think it's so easy to see when you're in it but if you're not in it we don't quite understand that it's absolutely fundamental that arts and theatre can genuinely change the world it's about providing platforms for voices to be heard and stories to be shared the stories and the work going on in theatres are often raising issues and topics that should be heard and discussed and it's a place for those to be opened and often open to people who maybe haven't come across them. It provides a platform for discussion, for debate, for change, for activism but on another level Ignite for example it's providing a safe space for young people so their voices are really heard but also it's just it's actually about listening as well and I think that's what Ignite does really well and then tries to use those voices to make change and to empower it's about how can we empower them because that's how change can be made it is a place to really unite and it's often a place where people who might not feel like they have a place elsewhere in the world or in society can come. Thank you Maya or Jada do you have anything that you would like to add? Before COVID, we would go out in the hall on a Tuesday night and there is this task we do. It's freeze. In that frozen moment, you make a scene and then eventually there is conflict and we have to solve it. We are solving or transforming actually because we get asked to move bodies around so that the next scene coming forward is something positive. I promise if you're doing it in person, it's so much fun. COVID needs to end. But I agree with the fact that the arts does point into conflict transformation. The only reason it's not given the same amount of praise is maybe because it it looks like a pastime. During COVID, they did say something about people in the arts trying to find other jobs. And it's ludicrous because if people in the arts were not around, we would definitely be more depressed than we are at the moment. COVID is conflict. Mm-hmm. Our transformation is consuming arts and you can't have arts without art performers. So there is only one answer. We need more art performers and more theatre. And I don't know if someone is hearing this, they need to know to invest more in that. I think we've been lucky because we, we have got some extra investment. We raised more money since COVID began. And that's meant that the free Zoom classes to kind of reduce 
social isolation and engage young people in active ways as we come out of this lockdown to develop their self-confidence. So it's immensely practical. It really transforms life chances for people and also people's mental health. Thank you very much. Jada, would you like to add anything around your experience about how arts can help tackle conflict? With the arts, you're allowed to be who you want to be, especially with Ignite. There's no judgment when you come there. Everyone's treated and welcomed equally based on who you are, regardless of gender or race. It's all just very equal opportunities. And it you discover who you want to be and what your passions are, for example, with me personally. I've been doing script writing. I've got a few scripts now. And it's allowed me to find my passion for filmmaking. And then I do that in college now and I love it. And that would have been possible without at night we've never probably discovered that it just gives people a great opportunity to find themselves it seems to be a lot also around this dimension of the the ethos of when you come together and the way that you do things it's very important making sure that people are accepted and not judged and learn from the arts and from the way places like Ignite do things to do this more generally into society. So learning from the way that Ignite do things, I wonder what happens if there are tensions, if there is conflict. What does Ignite have in place to solve conflict as a group? We do child protection training. We have had experiences and many a conflict along the way usually rising out of residential retreats and where that becomes a little bit more of a hothouse environment. It can be at times the best of times or the worst of times. So certainly we've had to deal with some quite difficult issues. We had to, in the end, remove somebody from the company who was making sexual advances towards members of the company, which were unwanted and unwelcomed. So that began a process of looking at sexual behaviour, looking at how we were towards each other, the parameters and the rules about that. We really tried to make a safe space. It's really important to be alert when people raise a concern. Add on on to what Alien had said, we have rules and regulations, but it's not like Ignite goes away and writes these rules. We sit in a workshop with every young person with a very long sheet of paper and we write, what do you think is the best way to work with each other? We put all of this down and everyone writes. It's not like only the young people, even the facilitators, everyone writes. And so at the end, we have this whole big spread of paper with all these rules and regulations and ways of working with each other. And before any show happens, we share them. And we agree to be our own keepers and our brother's keepers because if we are all following the same script, no one is going to go off script. So then there's very little conflict in that regard. But if there is conflict, we still have the round table. We sit, we talk about it and find ways of moving forward. We try all the possible ways because different people work differently, comprehend differently, and we'll move on from things differently. So we allow that. And sometimes it does put a cap on maybe what we are doing, but it's for the better because if we're not moving forward as a cohort, we're not going to produce the best work. Have you done any specific theatre productions or any other kind of work that tackles directly? issues around gender and or discrimination? I think a lot of our work tackles discrimination but not necessarily I don't think we've ever done a show which tackles directly gender discrimination 
it tends to be that the young people themselves suggest the topic that we might exp- and the show begins to frame around that. I wouldn't say that we particularly focus on gender, but most of the shows have a very strong female lead and a very strong male lead. It's not like there's only one lead. And I can think of Yumi S and them had a strong female lead that kept the show going. At the end, the whole journey of this character made you love her and also appreciate that female leads are fantastic and they can hold an audience. Ignite is a very diverse place, so we are not very focused on just one thing. Like, it's not only going to be gender. It's going to be gender, it's going to be race, it's going to be equality. So you have a buffet of things. I think what Maya brings up is a really interesting point. If you're not in the theatre world, you might not realise it, but there's not a lot of shows out there, plays written where there's a strong female lead. I think the arts provide that way of commenting on society. A huge part about it is about educating ourselves as well as others. And it's about putting that out there into the world where, where we can, because as Maya said, there's, you know, there's strong women out there and we want to be part of sharing those stories and part of learning from that. Abby's thinking about the show Runaway and kind of just kind of destroyed that idea of what it means to be masculine and what it means to be feminine. There's a certain part of the show we did that through walking. So you had that stereotypical male walk where they look at me kind of like, oh, like I'm tough. And that stereotypical woman walk where some women walk with grace and they move their full body. And we took that idea of toxic masculinity and toxic femininity and that idea of what it means to be a woman or what it means to be a man. Thank you. That's very interesting. It's the idea of how we perform gender just through our bodies, through the way that we move, through the way that we dress, through the way that we speak, even the tone of the voice. Can you tell us a little bit how is Ignite managing to keep going at a time of COVID? Because obviously, as a theatre company, you rely a lot on being there present with your bodies and obviously this is not possible just now so what ways have you found around this ignite is just completely rewired through covid and i think an awful lot of what we've learned through covid will be of positive benefit to us because we've rewired by going through grassroots community contacts we realized very quickly that we needed to have day-to-day contact with other community organizations So that idea that Ignite is is part of the social fabric of the community became all the more important for us to be able to link up with things like food banks and people that were vulnerable and isolated and and getting art materials and out to children that were sitting in flats with no access to the internet or education as though we were a charity in the business of supporting people in the community and that our arts activities are almost the cherry on the top of that. So we've reconfigured and remain resilient. Picking up off what Aileen said, I think it's about community. I think it's been really positive to see how the community has tried to support each other. And I think that's something that definitely makes a huge difference. And I think Ignite is on the front line in that way. And we can almost be the people that might be the first ones to recognise where real help is needed. Throughout last year's lockdown via Zoom, Ignite had workshop with script writing. That was very beneficial towards us because it taught us new things, gave us advice, and it gave you like tasks to help people with their mental health. So I felt like that was very beneficial going through this like hard time lockdown right now and to help people realise there's going to be like the end of the tunnel. We're not stuck in this black hole forever. Thank you. So you really kept going and kept finding other ways of doing things via Zoom. 
Maya, did you want to add more? I say this with all my heart that Ignite is like a home away from home. So before COVID happened, we would go to our other home and enjoy other people's company and do all sorts of fantastic things. And then COVID happened. So we needed to bring home to Zoom. And that small moment when I always say like going to an Ignite session is like refilling your kit and becoming a superhero throughout the week. But there are those moments in the week that you will, will be like, I'm not feeling superhero-like. And all of a sudden you get a letter. I don't know if other people have been receiving letters or postcards like I have, but it was a very heartwarming thing to get a postcard from someone from Ignite and you like, you don't expect it. So it comes very randomly. If this was not COVID, I would have appreciated this kind of gesture the way I am appreciating it right now. And then knowing that people do spare time to give you a call and ask you, are you free for a walk? And you're like, oh my God, yes, I thought you'd never ask. But that, that, that kind of, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a sense of excitement in not knowing what is going to come from someone. You won't know what to expect, but you'll find small pockets of joy from people you met at some theater that have now become a part of your life and moving forward you're going to be that person impacting on other people's lives it's a sustainable cycle ignite is not going to impact on your life one day and then that will be it it's it's a continuous thing it all starts from a spark it's ignited in you it's a really nice touch because at this time when we're keeping together through the virtual there's actually tangible elements like postcard like a letter that you can hold in your hands it's, it's the equivalent to a cuddle i guess you can get in touch with people send them a text but somehow that has a different effect than getting a postcard that was handwritten and through Maya's influence during lockdown, Maya has created the selection of children's books from writers of colour. And we've handed out those books and those children can keep them because, again, with libraries being shut for so many months, the kind of books that you have access to or if you don't have internet links and you, you're in internet poverty. So doing those book handouts and we're looking at establishing a book club. So these are all ideas that are coming from the members themselves. But again, just enriching people's homes with things that they have that they will keep and retain. Thank you very, very much for being with us, for talking about the work that Ignite has been doing for many years, but also the important work that is keeps doing around being inclusive, making sure that everyone is welcome, that everyone has a voice and a space, and in particular also at this time of difficulty. It's been really inspiring hearing about all the work that you do, and thank you very much to all of you. Thank, Thank you. you very much for having us. Thanks Thank for having you. us. <laughs>